Yeah, so uh, good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the uh, Park City Audiovisual Studios. We're, we're glad to have you, James. Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, we, uh, we did a little uh, shout out to you last week um, because you work for your family business, which is TV Specialist, which That's your right. grandpa started uh, so many years ago. And, and, uh, and we bought a lot of this gear from you. We love it. It's, this is perfect. It looks awesome. It's, it's, what it's we cozy in here. It's a lot of fun. So no, It turned out awesome. So you have a story that um, interests me, intrigues us a lot, and I think that our viewers and listeners are going to like it a lot, too. Sure. Uh, you are an aviator. You are a pilot. Yeah. Your uncle is a pilot. Your dad is a pilot. Yeah. You guys have your own airplane. Thank you. you you teach drone. Uh, you you teach a class that prepares a drone operator to get their license, Correct. their FAA license. Which, which Gus here, who's who's running the behind the scenes cameras and so on, uh, took and has his license. And thank thanks Woo-hoo. to you. Uh, pass. We're still 100 percent pass rate. Yeah, we're we're uh, we're flying legally. So, <laughs> uh, but the story that we'd like to hear about is uh, a mission that 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 you guys, you and your family, and uh, flew some protective uh, PPE yeah. gear down to a um, Native American a reservation down in New Mexico, and um, set that up for us. Sure. Tell us, tell us a little bit about about how that came to so, be. So uh, the company tv specialist i mean since my just a brief preface it was my grandfather that founded it in 1953 proud to say we are older than disneyland <laughs> not as old as disney but disneyland uh and uh my my dad was the first pilot in the family and then i believe my grandfather got his license and then my uncle followed and in the days where internet didn't exist they were using it quite often for business expansion doing installs out of the state we still use it for those purposes Internet has totally changed that paradigm, and so we use it less for those purposes. But a way for us to kind of give back is sure. uh, to be involved uh, with some charity. And my dad, my uncle, and myself are members of an organization called Angel Flight. It's a national organization of pilots that basically donate their time, their plane, you know, cost of fuel and whatever else to fly patients that need to travel to a particular city for medical attention, not emergency, you know, life or death in that moment situations, but cancer treatments and such. And Utah being our awesomeness that we are with the University of Utah and all the care facilities that are there, you know, cancer research, Huntsman and primary children's, uh, it's a mecca for people in these nearby states that don't have the means to travel here as often as they need to that's where angel flight comes in well another organization um called with love from strangers they were seeing early on the effects of covid that it was having on these indian reservations throughout new mexico and some parts of arizona whatever else and i mean some homes didn't even have running water and so they couldn't wash their hands hand sanitizer, and then the facilities themselves, the hospitals were being overrun, senior care centers and stuff like that, and they were just losing uh, supplies like crazy. So they needed some help. They did. Some real they did. help. And it's it's remote. I mean, there's no real interstates going to these places. I mean, just to get to New Mexico, it, it you could get to California quicker just because these roads are not very accessible. Well, we can get an airplane in there much quicker 
as long as there's a place for us to land, whether it's a short grass, soft field, or concrete preferred. <laughs> and uh, so over my my uncle got involved with with love from strangers. They had received all of these donations of PPE equipment, personal protective equipment, and all that gear, hand sanitizer, water, masks, everything, and had to organize how we were going to get this together. So Steve, the my uncle, who is the uh, director of the Utah chapter of Angel Flight, started prepping and planning all of these different missions. And so that's how we were able to get all this gear down to parts, you know, remote locations for these what, Indian reservations. What an amazing story. Giving, giving back to the community is so powerful. Uh, and your family with the success of the, of the business, um, it's, it's, it's great. It's a great uh, sort of accolade to, to your family. Thank so, you. so you have some video. You, yeah. you, you've some of this has already been posted. This there looks some great. Instagram this is a great video here, though. This is, <laughs> yeah, that looks good. Thing there's a handrail, right? <laughs> I know. No, Almost looks like an angel landing type thing. Zion <laughs> Moab. So, Gus, can you uh, cue up the video and and uh, <laughs> look at that? So this is a little. This is a little video that I created. I shot this pretty well on my phone, edited it on my phone. That's my good buddy, Benjamin Dunkley. And uh, so we had to go down to Shiprock, New Mexico. And so you're flying to get there. I mean, you're flying over southern Utah areas that are just gorgeous. You know, the Moab, Escalante, what River, San Juan. Yeah, bear's just, ears. And yeah. And uh, so this, this particular shot right here is taken from the doctor that met us at that airport. Uh, so that's us landing. Not a bad runway. Nope, no, it turned out okay. Uh, only the ramp area had a, a few weeds here and there. But so this particular mission that I did, we loaded up 300 pounds worth of gowns, masks, water, sanitizers, Clorox, diapers. I mean, whatever. Essentials. Well, essentials. Yeah, what they yep. needed. And the fun part of it, uh, I, I mean, that that was that was the good part of it. This was. Just kind of the second half of it, because we had to stop in Hall's Crossing to fuel up. Well, Lake Powell, Glen Canyon was closed, and so we could fly down the canyon and not disturb anyone or anything. So this is kind of the the, the beautiful scenic route home. But wow, yeah, we were below the canyon walls. We were about 200 feet off the off the water there. And you've been flying all your life. Uh, I started ground schools when I was in high school. Um, with my brother actually uh and we're because it's in our blood i mean i this same aircraft i remember climbing into that cockpit when i was eight years old and uh i think my dad let me fly you know in midair when i was around 12 years old and uh i was away from it for a couple of years uh and i caught that bug this is a side note that's the picture that the doctor sent me at that hospital where that gear that I delivered went to and he said thanks but um, and, and so how long you you brought 300 and some pounds worth of gear to the hospital and did that last them a while a or? week is all he said a week. <laughs> he said a week is is all he said so I made the joke to him I said okay well then we'll see you next week but so my uncle Steve has organized uh with Christy over at with love from stagers I think it was 164, maybe up to 170 now. And they're still doing them periodically, but those are flights, 160 flights. And he gave me he gave me a stat. So 
23, so since about March time frame through August, 23,850 masks, almost 10,000 gowns, over 116,000 gloves, uh, and then it looks like 145 gallons of hand sanitizer. Wow. Uh, 2,630 rolls of toilet paper and over 1,000 rolls of paper towels and stuff as well. And these are private donations mostly coming in? Yeah, or? I don't know where With Love From Strangers gets it all. I know that uh, the Real Salt Lake organization donated initially to get it kicked off, donated a bunch of hand sanitizer and gowns initially to With Love From Strangers and that's what kind of kicked it off. And then it just came from, yeah, private donors, organizations, companies. It, you know, it just came in from everywhere. And there was, I mean, in total, I think there was, it was over 6,000. I don't know if we broke 10,000 pounds, but it's very possible between, I mean, all the gear that was delivered. It was thousands and thousands of so, pounds. So literally, uh, a flight going in every week is possible. Uh, yeah, from strangers with love. Yeah. I mean, they so they're coordinating pilots and from the whole region for sure. Well, yeah, from, from particularly from the Utah area. This is this is my dad and in, in his route. So he's receiving, uh, you know, the pro the problem wasn't finding the supplies. People were being very uh, generous. I, I mean, they they she kept on <laughs> contacting my uncle. We've got more gear. The problem was finding ways to get it down there. In in the stationary that we fly, you know, we can get nearly uh, 1,100 pounds worth of gear, even with full fuel, that we can carry in there. So you put two people in there, we remove the back seats, and we can carry hundreds of pounds, but that box may only weigh 20 pounds, but it's just space. It just it. takes up space, yep. and so it took a lot of flights, and so the problem wasn't really getting the gear uh, it was organizing the flights. They needed pilots to get them down there because it's, I mean, it did take a 14-hour drive to do it by car, whereas that route that I took from Salt Lake direct down to Shiprock, we were there in two hours. Right. So, yeah, you could run to that one airport if we needed to, you know, five, six flights, assuming that we had the pilots organized to do that. So you guys researched where you're going to go. You take a look at the runways. There's an app, yeah. I think you said earlier, that gives you an indication. Yeah. If you're traveling to a gravel pitch or whatever <laughs> it is. Kinda... And then, so you fly, you, you leave Salt Lake, you go to Shiprock, there's no fuel. No fuel. There's no tower. Nope. There, nobody's telling you which direction the wind's blowing or anything. You're just no. you're just coming in hot. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So th there's what's called Unicom. Also, the official word is CTAF, but it's basically a, it's a traffic advisory. It's a, a frequency. All intents and purposes, it's a frequency that that area is designated. So I tune my radio to that frequency, yep. and I self-announce, and I say, hey, November 878 Alpha Hotel, we're five miles out from Shiprock inbound to land on runway 16 or whatever it is. And if there's any traffic in the area, I'll hear it. But yeah. in anyone, this remote anyone, location, right. you know, there's there's not much. And so, yeah, I don't have to have clearance or anything to right. go in there. Um, I, since we can look at airport directories on apps now available rather than books, which is great. But we don't know how accurate that information is because right. these are remote uh, airports. And so, yeah, you'd see things, you know, growing weeds or 
large cracks. Like some of them even said, you know, the runway has potholes that are like a foot, a foot. I can hear myself. There's an echo now. <laughs> and uh, uh, like a foot pothole or something in the middle of the runway. You don't want to hit that when you're coming in at 100 miles an hour. And uh, so this particular route, when I came down, I, you know, I get down low enough so I can see it and, and fly down, do a flyby, pass the runway and just sure. make sure is there anything on there, rocks, you know, whatever. But uh, the one that I landed on was actually in pretty good condition. So It'd be great if you could um, make notes in the app of what you're not, you've now, we've, we've passed it. We have, so you oh, can submit those notes uh, for update, uh, p- pilot reports and things like that saying, cause the visual and the experience yeah, of landing there totally. is valuable information. And, to and that community of pilots, uh, I was getting phone calls, uh, from other pilots saying you landed at Shiprock. Tell me your experience. And, and I would submit those, you know, in the pilot reports for that airport directly to get updated, but it just takes time for, sure. you know, those companies to, update those so as a pilot yeah you you can make yourself available in the community and so they're talking to you saying talk to me about this what so, do you know so coming out of Shiprock, you uh you, you took you took off and then you landed and, and fueled it's called hall's crossing uh bullfrog marina across that bay is sure. the other hall's crossing that's the airport there is a bullfrog runway but that runway is a lot skinny it's like nanning landing on a know skinnier single lane road the bullfrog airport and they don't have uh fuel halls crossing is a much bigger nicer airport and uh they've got fuel there that guy i can't remember his name he probably because of covid i mean travel was down nobody was right. going anywhere he acted and because lake powell was still closed when he saw us land and pull up he was right there with his golf cart, you know, in his in his mask. We were wearing our mask. He was so happy to see somebody. He's like, "What do you need?" And we just need to fuel up. And he's like, "Well, come inside, get a coke." And he was so excited to see somebody. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, how do we how do we get in touch with you, the organizations? How sure. Do- uh, I can my my email is James B is in Bravo at TV Spec S P E C. Dot com. That's my that's my work email, and uh, I can put you in contact if if people have donations or they want to get involved. I can put them in contact with my uncle Steve, who is, like I said, the uh, director of the Utah chapter for Angel Flight. Uh, and Angel Flight itself, I mean, outside of these missions that we did, as I mentioned earlier, with the patients, there's always missions. We're always flying, you know, patients and pe- people that need medical attention or treatments of some kind, even if you're not a pilot, they can donate their time as a driver. So they would meet us at that airport to pick up that patient and drive them to the hospital. And they're always looking for volunteers for that type of a thing. So Fantastic. So I think that uh, with that, we're going to thank you, James. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's great. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yes, thank you. And uh, so that's that's it. That's another episode from uh, Park City Audiovisual Studios. Uh, we're PCAVUtah.com, and uh, we would love to hear your story. If you've given back, if you're uh, a business that's adapted to to the change, <laughs> much like we have, um, 
we'd love to have you come sit at the table and, and, and tell us your story. So once again, thanks a lot. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Ted. Okay, you bet. Bye-bye.